You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. With all eyes on tomorrow's US CPI print, uh, it's an important time to ask, so what? Well, for investors, they want to know uh, what higher inflation means for their investments, how it will impact their portfolios, and how to position themselves in a rising inflation environment. Dugan Matthews is Chief Investment Officer at Marriott. Uh, and Dugan, welcome. You think about things a little differently at Marriott, where it's all about generating income for your investors. Firstly, where do you sit here on the spectrum from, say, BlackRock's Larry Fink, we're heading for once-in-a-generation inflation, the likes of which we've never seen, to Jay Powell, there's nothing to see here. It's only transitory. <laughs> um, I think I think some, somewhere, maybe in the middle, maybe leading towards Jerome Powell and his, his outlook. You know, we certainly see a lot of, of inflationary pressure in the short term, but I, I think a lot of those pressures we can't see um, being sustained too long into the future. We know base effects are, are having a big impact on, on CPI numbers currently. So obviously, if you look back a year ago, shutting down the economy had a huge impact on commodity prices and, and CPI levels all across the globe. That base is obviously very low. So so making a comparison with, with prices a year ago is obviously mm. um, e- exaggerating kind of where CPI is currently. And, and then also we, we're hearing so much about supply bottlenecks. I think that's that's a very real phenomenon that that also one struggles to to kind of project that into the into the future and see that um, continuing to to happen next year and the year thereafter. Because obviously there's a whole lot of pent up demand that is resulting in a whole lot of extra spending in a short period of time, which is which is obviously going to create bottlenecks in the supply chain. So. So those pressures we see working themselves out the system um, over the next year or two. And then you've got to ask yourself, has, has much changed? You know, are we really off to the races as a globe? Um, we're not so sure we are. You know, we've, you know, a lot of the spending um, and, and, and fiscal deficits that have been run and, and quantitative easing has all been very necessary to get us, you know, over the COVID um, crisis. And those things will also fade. Uh, the stimulus um, checks are, are going to unfortunately come to an end. There's going to be, there's going to have to be a level of austerity applied, applied once again. Uh, you know, if you look, uh, if you look forward, you know, governments can't continue to run deficits at current levels. Bond yields will, will rise exponentially if they were to do so. So, you know, they, they can't. And, and then one, one seems to, that all seems to paint a picture of, yes, Inflation running quite hot at the moment, but from a longer-term perspective, it seems to suggest that it will also settle down. Um, so, so, so that's our kind of take on the situation currently. And it's interesting uh, reading Martin Wolf in the FT this morning. Uh, he, yep. he he quotes Richard Clarida and uh, what the Fed is doing from an outcomes perspective, saying that the Fed is really not going to move until it reaches its uh, its assessment on maximum employment and inflation has reached 2% on on an annual basis and he's a little bit worried that the fed then is going to be behind the curve a little bit it's it's too outcome based as opposed to forecast based and you know once you behind the inflation curve very difficult to get back in front of that particular bus and he reminds us of what happened 
uh, with uh, with Paul Volcker uh, back in the yeah. in the nineteen seventies, and that sort of triggered the Latin American debt crisis because there was a lot of debt back then. We see a lot more debt now, so yeah. if, if that were to happen, it really would be a crisis. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I read that article and very interesting, but I think that you know, a word you you mentioned there is is debt, and, and we just have a, such an extraordinary amount of debt uh, in the in the system globally. I think the number is somewhere close to $260 trillion currently. Um, as a percentage of global GDP, I think it's around 350%. So I think to expect interest rates to have to go up meaningfully when you have so much debt in the system, you know, it's difficult to, to see why they would need to do that. Um, and as a result of that, getting behind the curve seems to be, to be difficult to us. Um, because as you rightfully say, if they if they were to increase too aggressively, the implications of that when you consider the huge debt burden that corporates, households, and governments are carrying at the moment would be would be would yeah. be massive, and the and the penalty of that um, on markets would be severe. And I think that all kind of leans towards or, or kind of explains why the Fed has moved towards this policy of letting things run a little bit hotter. Rather, you know, having the, the foot too firmly pressed down on the accelerator than, than, than the opposite of that. Because mm. they understand that it's very, very important for the global economy to, to get through this crisis and for there to be sustainable, enduring growth thereafter. Because if, if, if that situation reverses, you know, you've got to argue that the, the global economy is in a very vulnerable position, considering all the debt that we have in the system and the difficulties associated with that debt burden. Absolutely. Could you imagine going into a Japanese-style deflationary environment? I think the Fed is far more worried about that scenario. Uh, So considering that, I mean, how does one then approach portfolio positioning to potentially fade the inflation trade? We definitely lean towards equities with pricing power. I think that that one needs to be mindful of, of... the shorter term kind of dynamics that are that are unfolding at the moment, and that is inflation. You know, whether it's going to last one, two, or three years, you know, we, we've we've got inflation in front of us from a global perspective. Maybe not so much from a South African perspective, but if you look globally, and, and particularly in the first world. So I think I think pricing power is extremely important, and I think that speaks to to companies with 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 really powerful brands um, that produce. Goods and services that that consumers need at the end of the day that they can't really um, go without because um, it's really the strength of the brand combined with providing something that a consumer um, can't go without that that translates into pricing power and the ability to push through price increases. So we think high quality um, consumer staple producers of the likes of uh, Nestle, Procter and Gamble, Colbert, Palmolive. Um, really speaks to the ability to, to pass on inflationary cost pressures onto the consumer and therefore grow their profitability and their dividends. And then also, you know, those, cons- those companies we think are really well suited to the longer term dynamics that, that we face as a global economy. And that is probably slower growth because of, all, because of the extraordinary debt burden that we have to deal with. And, and lower interest rates and, and lower inflation over the longer term and the time horizon. Because they, they also pay out very attractive dividend yields 
um, in the region of 3%. So if you compare that to, to government bond yields in the first row at the moment, it's almost double the nominal bond. If you look at the inflation-linked bond yield in America at the moment, that's sitting pretty close to negative 1%. So, so you're getting 4% more from, from these type of companies that also provide an excellent source of inflation protection. Um, so, so we think um, high-quality companies um, with the ability to, 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 to pass on price um, or cost pressures onto the consumers is a, is a safe bet in the current environment. Dugan Matthews, uh, Chief Investment Officer at uh, Marriott, the income specialist uh, with his view on where we currently are in the whole inflation debate and how you as an investor really should be thinking about positioning your portfolio for a period of transitory inflation, but structurally uh, a period of, of lower growth. And I tend to go along with that, uh, a period where uh, those with uh, the brand strength and the pricing power are going to be where you will see our performance. You're listening to Classic Business.